Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the chute once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're excited. Pull the Shoot podcasts are always so much fun to do. My co-host, Jana Landry, is here with me. Jana, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm good. You know, it's a beautiful day. No complaints. Busy as a one-armed paper hanger, as they say. Sorry, I love that. Have you ever heard that, Vaughn? Busier busier than a one-armed paper hanger? They talk about wallpapering. Well, that's a very new to me, but I can feel your energy from here, uh, Jen Landry. <laughs> I love the vibe. Yeah, well, Vaughn, thanks for being here today, Vaughn Prochio. Oh, did I say that last name right, Vaughn? Prochose. Prochose. There we go. All right. I got it right. I apologize, Vaughn. Prochoso. Uh, Prochoso. Sorry, Vaughn. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I'm excited to talk to Vaughn today, uh, Jana, because he's... Um, Actually, he's got a very interesting story, which I'm going to let him tell you about. But the, the really interesting part is that originally from the Philippines, and he moved from the Philippines to Gallatin, Tennessee, which is like got to be culture shock of the most of the utmost. It's crazy. It um, must be. I can't wait. Yeah, we were. This was going to be a fun one. Right. Stefan, tell right. us a little bit about you before we get into what you do. Tell us a little bit about that story, and you know, tell us about you and and how you ended up in Gallatin, Tennessee. Sure. So I've been living my entire life in the Philippines, never got out of the country. Um, and I thought that we will be retiring there in one of the uh, provinces of Philippines. However, during the pandemic, my wife suddenly thought of getting back to clinical uh, practice. Uh, she's a nurse in the in the Philippines, and she's been working in the ER department for more than five years. Uh, but after that, she got burned out and went to corporate practice, wherein she, uh, you know, she trained U.S. nurses with um, healthcare insurance, and she does that work remotely. But like what I said, during the pandemic, she thought of going back to practice. However, this time around, she thought of um, doing it somewhere else, you know. And and so she tried to apply for a job here in, in the U.S. And luckily, uh, she got that opportunity. Uh, along with that opportunity, though, is a chance to bring her family on board. And that's how we got here. Um, so fun fact, uh, we got here like September 31st. So we will be about to celebrate our first anniversary here in Gallatin. That's awesome. So, so let's talk about culture shock. How is it so different from the Philippines to being in, in Tennessee? Well, you know what, to be honest, um, there's not, like, I can't say there's a lot of culture shock, really, because like Filipino people, uh, people here, specifically in, in the middle Tennessee area, they're very warm, you know, very family oriented and has almost the same value, set of values that we have um, in Manila. 
Uh, and so that kind of makes us feel um, yes. more comfortable and, and at ease. I cannot say the same thing when I got when we first got into the U.S. Our point of entry was in New York, and everything was different. <laughs> there. I bet if I stayed there for for another week or so, that would be indeed the culture shock. Not, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is so yep. great to hear, Von. So great to hear. So you came to Gallatin, and you decided to start a business. So that's right. Hola uh, is your business. So talk a little bit about that. What what is it? Yeah, on on the pers- on the professional background, I've been working in the uh, business process outsourcing industry in uh, in the Philippines. So, just a quick overview: when you use when you hear uh, business process outsourcing or BPO, one of the most famous um, model or product of this industry is the call center. We're in big companies here in the U.S. does uh, or offshore their uh, some of the work to. Um, other countries like in in India, Philippines, and, and similar countries that has the same capabilities. Um, so working with, with that industry for quite some time, uh, even when I got here, I was still employed by my previous uh, employer. But when I was looking into opportunity to get more involved with the community, I thought that you know the concept of outsourcing can is something that. Uh, business owners here, local business owners here can also leverage on. It's something that shouldn't be just limited to big companies. And definitely there are a lot of benefits that a small business owner can take advantage of from this model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a pretty popular thing now too, don't you, Jeff? I mean, that kind of a that kind of structure, if mm-hmm. you in fact are also willing to work with small businesses and such, because so many small businesses after the pandemic you know, everybody's kind of doing three and four different jobs as they didn't onboard a full staff. So this idea of, a, of of an assistant or somebody that could sort of assist in the administrative part of the company is a bit is kind of popular right now, I think. You know, I think, so, it's, I think it's very popular. Von, what are, what are yeah. you seeing? Yeah, it has, uh, especially after the pandemic, uh, when. Um, the concept of remote work has been proven effective. It is uh, rising in popularity in every mm-hmm. part of the of the country now. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. You know, we talk and Jen, I've talked about this quite a bit. How the how the pandemic, you know, although it had some really dark sides, um, really has changed the business side of things. Yes. And I think for the better, I mean, you know, people working from home, you know, we've talked about this before, Jana, it, you know, they're, they're much more efficient now. You know, when they mm-hmm. first started, they weren't sure, right? But now they're like, no, I get way more done when I'm working from home than if I have to hop in a car and drive somewhere. Yes. Especially yeah. as things get more congested in these mid-sized cities. It used to be the larger cities that we were dealing with, Vaughn, you know, like New York, Chicago, LA, where right. it took you hours to get to work. But truthfully... I've been in Nashville for 25 years and the last 10 years, specifically the last four or five, it is, it's an hour in and out for me to go downtown. So if I can jump in my office and start working at eight, eight 30, as opposed to nine 30, yeah. you know, and I have to leave by three 30, not to hit traffic. It's just, I think it is more efficient. And I also think Jeff and I talk about this a lot, just on a, in general, in our podcast about that work-life balance. You're, if you are efficient at home and you're better working in a home environment, you feel like you're more productive, especially in an environment where it's customer facing and customer service and that kind of thing, where you can spend a little more time building relationships and such. I think people are more, are being more successful at home and they're, is a it is better and healthier for them you know yeah agree 
I couldn't agree more with that statement. You know, back home, uh, and we can relate to this, that similar scenarios can be observed in, in the Philippines. I'm lucky I was based in, in Manila. However, the, pro the, the traffic there is really uh, terrible. You know, my house from where I was reporting to work is just without the traffic could be like less than 10 minutes away. But because mm -hmm. of the traffic, it could take more than an hour. Oh but God. imagine the general workforce um, which is like 80% of my team, you know, they're, they're like miles away from uh, from the office and takes mm -hmm. them an average of two hours, two hours that you basically take away from that person that they could spend with their family, with mm -hmm. leisure or anything that could make them feel that concept of life-work balance. Yes. And so well, the concept yeah. of work from home is really a blessing, you know, more than anything yeah. else for family-oriented uh, individuals. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's going to settle. You know, now you look at media and they're talking about how some companies are saying they're not sure if it worked. And so now they're going mm -hmm. to demand that some of their workers come back to the office and this and that. And I think it's going to take, a, you know, another year or two to sift out maybe a part time, you know, partial in office, partially at home. And some of the people that do need to be in the office, if there is, you know, there is some of that team building kind of you know, kind of need, but otherwise, I do think it makes for a happier employee. Yeah. In general, it does, but the concept also runs with certain risk, and you kind of touched on that a little bit. Like employee engagement will always be at risk because of the lack of physical interaction, mm -hmm. and that's where the you know the ability of the leaders and uh, people in the shared services department can uh, can help out, like people mm -hmm. in the uh, HR department and generally the leader of the organization. That's great, Vaughn. So that leads us to then what do you specialize in? What does Global Holoc specialize in? Like what kinds of services do you offer specifically? Yeah, well, thank you for the opportunity to uh, dive on that aspect. What we uh, basically specialized right now is our virtual assistant services. We're in, uh, we provide a, a very bespoke um, solution or service to a small business owner or a solo entrepreneur or somebody who is really struggling running their uh, business because as, you know, as owner or as uh, the primary person running their business, um, they wanted to focus more on building their their business, meeting clients, or scaling up their operations. However, because of the the you know menial tasks associated with administrative work, um, they sometimes have to step back, and you know at the end of the day, they they get a little bit of uh, challenge mm -hmm. uh, from time to time that doesn't make them really that effective, or doesn't make that doesn't propel them right away to where they they wanted uh, to be. And that's where our virtual assistant comes in. Um, we, at the beginning of our engagement, really determine what level of support um, the business owner needs to have so that our, we can find the right skill set and supplement or complement that needs through our virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. um, on another aspect, we, we also help out new business owners. Uh, we have one new client right now, actually two clients right now who just started up their uh, their business, and they really want to be present in the community and networking events and the chambers, right? 
Um, and so they need somebody back home to take care of the actual work. And so with our expertise, we're able to plug in team members that can actually do that while they do, uh, you know, while they plug in or promote mm -hmm. their business. So you do social media, you do outreach, you do billing, you do, you know, do you, yes. Yeah, we do specialized uh, services. So for one client, we have, we put the virtual assistant that specializes in bookkeeping and nothing else, right? This person is, is a graduate of accountancy back in the Philippines, has more than 10 years of experience, and is certified in a particular platform that this client has been uh, looking for. On the other hand, we have a general executive assistant who takes care of the uh, appointment setting, um, calendar management, answering mm -hmm. queries of prospects and current clients of our client. Um, so really, there's a multitude of capability that we can bring in to support a business owner. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's so great. how does it work with the time difference? So Philippines are like 12 and a half hours ahead of us, I want to say. Um, and so how does that work for you guys or for the virtual assistants working with someone over here in the States? Uh -huh. Well, number one that I have to highlight there, Jeff, is that we are very flexible in that regard. But we are also observing since uh, uh, we also observe some nuances. Uh, what does what does that mean is that if you're an executive virtual assistant, of course, it is required that you follow the time zone of your executive or of the business owner, right? Um, and Filipino people, they they most of us have worked in the BPO space. Um, working with clients with the US is not a concept that is new to us. We've been doing that for quite some time. Um, actually, we put New York to shame because we truly are a 24-7 country there. <laughs> <laughs> right? um, <clears throat> So we, we can we we uh, adjust to the schedule or the time zone of our client, but for some role it doesn't really we doesn't we don't really need to uh, have that huge adjustment as long as we deliver um, our output based on agreed time frame. That's okay. Uh, of course, there are meetings set in in central uh, time zone that our virtual assistant or virtual talents need to be in, um, and that's totally fine as well. Again, Filipino talents are are quite flexible. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's great. I, I love it. Um, I feel like business is going in that direction a little bit more, don't you, Jeff? Like yeah, where totally. It makes sense because then you don't have to hire a full-time employee and with all the medical and, you know, 401k and all that, it's just uh -huh. outsourced. Right. So Vaughn, talk to us about that, by the way. So how do you handle your people like that? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, so if, if I hire one of your people, it's more of a 1099 aspect or, or a paying for your services. Yeah. Basically, it's not even 1099, right? Well, from the business owner's perspective, you will treat our service in your book as us being your service provider. You don't have to report any 1099s or any contractor uh, relationship on your end. That, that relationship stays with us. Uh, so employee-employer relationship and the risk corresponding with that kind of relationship falls within us and does not transfer to our clients. Um, one thing that we always highlight is that the contractors we put in your business are not your employees. Treat them as the service that we provide to you. Mm -hmm. um, so on our end, we report them as our 1099s, right? right. Uh, but we we actually the the client does not have to provide all those government mandated benefit. On our end, though, we have uh, a very competitive package that attracts talent, um, so that you know they won't be left out. Uh, 
Uh, so some of the business, and this is where I think one of our market differentiator, Jeff, um, you know, in, in the virtual uh, staffing uh, space, you will see a lot of agencies offering like five to six dollars an hour uh, on an average, sometimes even lower than that. But technically, you know, that does not provide a very uh, logical and reasonable rate to, to um, a virtual assistant that is based somewhere else, like say in, in, in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Now, the way we do outsourcing and the way we conduct business is we make sure that when we engage a talent, that is life-changing to them in a way that we provide them compensation that positively, that truly positively impacts their lifestyle and their ability to provide for their family. That's great. That's that makes sense though, because I think that is probably one of the first questions that some of the businesses would ask is, uh-huh. you know, what kind of level am I getting? Do they understand, you know, social media in the United States, or do they, you know, what I mean, do they understand business speak in the United States and such? So it is interesting that you vet them. You know, your company does that. So it, we do. So in the beginning, we sat with we we sit down with our with our client. We make sure that we truly understand what they need. Um, we're very particular with specific requirements. Say, for example, if you talk about uh, digital marketing, what aspect of digital marketing are we talking about? Social media? Are we talking mm-hmm. about email? Uh, marketing campaigns? Are we talking about lead generation campaign in specific uh, platforms like LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, things like that? We truly deep dive uh, deep, uh, deep to the requirement of the, the client so that we can provide that uh, very specific service as well. These are very important because as we look for uh, for our talents, we also make sure that those things that they've identified are converted into a tick box that they need to accomplish before we are able to endorse them to the client. Sure. That's great. Yeah. So now what happens? Um, so are you are you managing them as well? So you, I, I hire someone and and they, them and I, I guess, I don't know how to say that, uh, we agree on certain things they're supposed to do. If things start to fall apart, do we reach out to you because you're managing them or how does that work? Yes. Since the employee-employer relationship or the contractor-contractor relationship still fall within us, we handle performance management. Okay. Uh, what we provide in terms of contract is very flexible. We do month month on month. Um, our approach really when it comes to performance is we offer, uh, you know, we offer opportunity for a struggling virtual assistant to improve their performance through a performance improvement plan. However, if things are not really working out, we have mechanism to uh, amicably separate with uh, any virtual assistant. Okay. That's interesting. That's that's great that you offer that, Vaughn, like some, you know, an education or a growth plan, or if they want to get into another aspect of being a virtual assistant. I think that's great. Yeah. Yes, our company is pretty young and we are definitely going as we, you know, as we scale up, we're definitely going to invest in learning and development to ensure that in terms of engaging our our, our virtual assistant, um, they can feel our presence, support that we provide them, not only with the compensation on the compensation side, but also in taking care of their holistic needs, which yeah. primarily includes learning as well, you know. Yes, that's great. How large is the company, Global Ola? Oh, we're very, very young right now. Our uh, we're running a, a lean team right now. We're under ten uh, people. The the number tends to fluctuate depending on the number of uh, 
you know, seasonal projects we get. Sure. That's all right. That's how you grow. Right. Uh-huh. And and so what's the what's the plan? I mean, so how big do you want to get? Uh, to be honest, uh, Jeff, right now we have a very, very conservative plan. At the end of the year, we're looking at having at least 20 members in our team. Um, a few nights ago, me and my uh, partner, our, our CEO, uh, Nick Canfield, just talked about how we want to scale our business. After learning things here in Middle Tennessee, after talking to a lot of different leaders uh, and community leaders, we thought that we have a better grasp of what we want to become in, in the, before the end of, of the year. So in terms of headcount, we, we see ourselves as a 20 headstrong Um with capability to extend support outside uh, Middle Tennessee. Right now, we have two clients here in Middle Tennessee. We have one in Minnesota, one in Singapore. And because of the learning curve that we had, I think we are able to be more aggressive with our with our marketing campaign. Um, towards the, towards early next year, perhaps, Jeff, we will, I'll have a better answer to your question. <laughs> well, That's okay. Steps, That's great, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's exciting. And, you know, I'm just so impressed on the fact that, you know, you move from the Philippines, you come here and then decide to just start up your own company and just kind of go with it. So, you know, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. And, that, and that's just something <laughs> yes, I just love. You know, you just yep. decided to go for yep. it. And, and that's the best. So I appreciate that. Uh, as I've told you in, in our one on one, Jeff, I'm I have been an operation guy for a very long time. So most of these are very new to me. You know, it's like things that I do here are very uncomfortable. Um, but I'm really glad that I meet people like your yourself who was able to provide some very helpful insights and inspire me to do better from time to time. Well, that's great. Oh, we love that. We love that. So Vaughn, we love new business. Get, yeah. Yeah, right. If people want to get a hold of Yvonne, how can they do that? Yeah, well, first thing first, um, if they want to find out more about our business, please visit our website at www.globalola.com. So you see the, the name there. Um, you will find our contact uh, information there as well and a link to set up an appointment with us. All right. That's great. That's we're great. also we're also keeping a, a consistent and strong presence in the Chamber of Commerce of Gallatin and Hendersonville. Coming uh, a common scene in, in different networking events. So if you come to see me, please, please uh, <laughs> say hi, and I'll be, you know, it'll be my pleasure to introduce myself and have that conversation with you. Wonderful, wonderful, love it. That's great. So, Von, thanks so much. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today. You know, we hope others uh, that listen to this uh, really find uh, a your story inspiring, but b your services are something that they might be able to use. So, thanks for that. We appreciate that. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Jen Landry, nice to meet you again. And Very nice to meet you. One day meet you in, in person. Oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> to all our listeners out there, as always, thank you for all your support. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, keep the emails coming. Um, I know that uh, we keep getting those and, and uh, people just have comments about some of the things that we do and, and want to know more information. So thank you for that, as always. Uh, until the next time we talk, stay safe and be healthy.